0: hello and welcome to the leaders council podcast the podcast for the people who run the country and the people who keep the country running you join us on a cloudy day here in the capital city as once again we put the topic of leadership under the spotlight my name is scott challoner and i'm delighted to be joined on today's program by james trett james is the managing director of jp trett a company that specializes in sourcing talent the agricultural sector. James, a very warm welcome to you and thank you ever so much for taking the time to join us on the programme today.
1: Good morning, Scott. Yes, good, good to be here and uh, nice to be speaking to you.
0: It's an absolute pleasure having you on with us, James. Now, um, the purpose of this discussion is to really establish your take on leadership. So, if we dive straight in and just look at that word leader in isolation for a moment, first and foremost, what does that word really mean to you and how does it resonate?
1: Uh, I I suppose one of the things I've learned over my my times in various roles, uh, professional roles in in my career, uh, a leader is someone you obviously look up to. Um, Lead by example, I suppose, is the uh, one mantra that I uh, always like to have at the forefront of my mind. And I think any of of my employees or people who've worked for me would uh, certainly um, understand that. Um, I I do get involved at the cold face as well as looking at the structure behind everything as well. Um, I think. Leadership is be uh, a fairly uh, confident, strong will person. Um, if you look it up, there's other things that you know, like integrity, I suppose, and uh, communication, uh, gratitude, and empathy. Um, but again, two other two other key areas for me are: are you able to influence uh, your business, the market, or your customers? And also, uh, do you have their respect? So, um, they're, they're all things that are very important to me in my business, and I like everyone who works within the business to be happy that they are doing the right thing for the right reasons. And uh, uh, I'm sort of producing that leadership ability to make sure the business is going forward.
0: There's some really important points that you touched on uh, there, James. First and foremost, the fact that you tend to lead by example. I think there's a lot of merit in that, in the sense that that approach really puts you on an equal footing with those around you straight away and shows an awful lot of humility as a leader as well. And that's important because showing that humility and really getting onto the same level as those around you, it's integral to be able to take people with you. And from a leadership perspective, especially when it comes to leading a team, that's incredibly important, isn't it?
1: Uh, most certainly, yes. Um, you, you, you're more likely to get more out of your team and, and out of your business if uh, uh, everyone respects that you are the leader uh, and they can uh, trust trust your decisions and you, you can do what they do as well. So it's the experience of knowing what they're going through and being able to, to empathise with them on that basis.
0: And the other important point that you mentioned uh, just now as well is uh, communication as a leader. And um, that's really been a challenge that's Come to the fore at the moment, um with the emergence of covid nineteen and the loss of that common working space, because we are all working from a distance, and leadership is now having to come from a distance, and technology has played an enormous part of course, in keeping those communication channels open, and in many ways during this time it's really brought us closer together, even though we are working from a distance hasn 't it and that's a testament to the efforts of leaders in really keeping communication going. Keeping vital reassurance going to those around them as well, even amid all of the uncertainty.
1: Yeah, and we've—I mean—we've always been pioneering. I think in, with regards to our um, efforts in communicating, whether that's through video-enabled uh, interviewing, um, using the you know, likes of WhatsApp and you know, more recently Zoom, Skype, um, social media channels. Uh, certainly within our, within our team, we have our sort of separate groups for different um, uh, sectors with regards to communicating things on a an instant basis, um, so like the WhatsApp groups. Uh, and then we also have our uh, sort of weekly catch-ups where we used to, we all used to be in the same office. It's very easy to pick up on what's going on, but when you are all working from a remote, remote locations, you must have that uh, continuation of, of uh, communication. So we all make sure we're speaking with each other. If there's any important news, it's straight away said. Um We've got other um, various uh, technology uh, methods to make sure that everything is instant. We use a very good CRM system as well, so everyone can see exactly what everyone's been doing and uh, are always up to date with regards to the sort of client movements, candidate movements, that type of thing. So, uh, yeah, despite this, uh, we've we've done very really well, and, and COVID-19 has you know, tried its hardest to uh, uh, drive a wedge into a lot of businesses, but uh, we see things you know, going forward to have to, to brought us together, funny enough, a little bit more in how we do things. So, uh, yeah, challenging times, actually interesting times as well
0: it really has forced the hand of businesses to innovate, hasn't it? And flexibility, adaptability are two important facets um, of leadership um, in and of themselves. Um, But even though it has been an incredibly challenging and incredibly tragic time, there are going to be some obvious positives that come from this. And that's not just in business resilience, but also in the experience of crisis management that our leaders are going to have, the fact that employees have had to go out of their comfort zones, and that's really going to help develop their character. And of course, most importantly, that sort of Innovation for the future that we talked about, and given the nature of what you do, I suppose you were actually quite well adapted to sort of meet this challenge in a certain way.
1: Absolutely, one hundred percent. Before all this even happened, our um, methods of sort of contact were um, pretty much bulletproof. Where we, we can we can work from any location, uh, we can uh, access all the details we need to from wherever we are. Um, we have always kept uh, clients and candidates to date fairly intimately through um, various channels. Um, with regard to what's going on, uh, uh, there's been a lot of um, campaigns that have been frozen on the back of uh, not really knowing when this this whole uh, epidemic is going to end, uh, or quite what strategy is. So we're we're all heading into a little bit of a uh, unknown area. Uh, but it's how we how we handle this crisis and how we work through it. Uh, agriculture, which is our sector, is. Uh, still going on. I mean, you know, as much as other businesses are really badly affected, people still need to eat, they still need food. Mm. And, you know, ground level from pickers and packers, which unfortunately we don't deal with, but we've tried our hardest to help with, um, right up to the senior level, I mean, there, there's still a demand for people to run these companies, look after these companies, and, and forevermore now, uh, make sure we have that supply, supply going. I mean, we're only, really, what, three months into, into something which could go on a little bit longer, uh, or... A lot longer, so it's it's that unknown, if you like, which makes us think. Right, what are we going to do for the future? Uh, and I want my my staff, my clients, my candidates to know that we are um, not just sitting there waiting for someone to say right back to work. It's a case of we are ready for when things happen. So um, we've got things in place. We've got um, uh, many many different sort of strategies to work through and adapt. Uh, which, like you say, you've got to be flexible and adapt. And that's a big part of leadership. Uh, and anyone who's worked with me will know. To adapt in business is, is one of the key things which uh, keeps you going. Uh, so that, you know, it's forever changing, forever changing.
0: Mm. Amid all of the uncertainty that can be expected um, from the future, um, it's important to strike that balance, as you say, between being proactive and having plans in place, but also being able to be reactive and adjust to changing circumstances. I think that's exactly right. And the new normal of COVID-19 is going to be an incredible challenge but also for a great deal of businesses particularly with the recruitment side of things and also agriculture as well there's still a great deal of uncertainty about Brexit isn't there and the um, likelihood of a trade deal with the European Union the likelihood of perhaps that there may not be a trade deal given the way that negotiations are panning out and that's also an eventuality that people are having to plan for isn't it and that's a whole new challenge for today's business leaders.
1: Oh my goodness me yeah they, I mean the 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 whole uh, issue of Brexit got forgotten very quickly when um, we we were sort of heading into the, the lockdown and then during lockdown. I think that people, like you say, are now looking at the new normal and they are looking at you know, what what trade deals are sort of coming or what the, what quite is going to happen when it does happen. Um, as, as we mentioned before, before we, you know, this this terrible epidemic came along, is that uh, yeah businesses are going to have to adapt. There is going to be some uh, price movements that uh, which is going hit to the, hit the producer uh, as well as the consumer. Uh, but you know, the, the great thing about humans uh, is that we you know, we can adapt. Uh, we do rely on leaders, from um, whichever sector they are, whether at government level or at uh, the business level, to make you know, be able to make those changes. So I think, whereas before, perhaps leaders were put into positions where they weren't natural leaders, I think the actual leaders you know, who can prove themselves now will be the ones that come out on top and actually um, push the economy and businesses forward. So um, yeah, the new normal. I'm looking forward to it. Um, it's very uh, exciting times, and through Brexit, through this uh, COVID-19, or anything else like throws at you, can, you can be sure that there's going to be something else around the corner. Uh, as, as business leaders, we need to be able to, and ready to adapt and, and make sure we're doing the right thing.
0: And it's incredible the ability that we have as humans and as leaders to be able to adapt in that way. And I can imagine that considering the challenges of our time. Not just um, considering, of course, um, Brexit, but also COVID-19. I mean, it's been an incredibly inspiring experience, maybe seeing how people around you have applied themselves to meet these challenges. Would you say that that's the case, James? Have you been inspired by what you've seen?
1: Oh, again, I, using the word 100%, but it, it's a case of my, my staff have been absolutely brilliant uh, and anyone else I've dealt with, clients, and um, they're the really good talent that we speak with on a um, regular basis. One thing that has happened is actually people are at home now, so you can generally get hold of people a lot easier. Uh it's made it a little bit difficult when the sun has been out. Um unfortunately not today. Uh but uh yes, yeah, being able to communicate with people has has been good and seeing what they uh, are wanting to do and just to take just take a take a look at their life and um wonder what where they're gonna go and how they're gonna go forward. But um certainly I can't can't sort of fault my um the guys that work with me and uh the people we work quite closely with within the Uh, organisation really sort of being very positive about the future and learning from this really Um, and wanting to make sure that we do come out of it and we are stronger um, as a business uh, and an industry. Before this came around, we were looking at shaking up um, what is the recruitment sector anyway and we've sort of moved into more of a consultancy type um, strategy and uh, that sort of hit just at the right time, I suppose, or just at the wrong time, however you want to look at it. But I always look, like to look on the positive side. But um, yeah, more so now, we're going to see people that are going to need the experience and uh, ability of the consultants that we now um, have access to. So, um, yeah, very very positive that going forward. And, and everyone I've spoken to, again, been very positive. So um, I think there's going to be some good things that come out of it,
0: Especially since demand for consultancy services is going to go through the roof, especially during a time such as this. And if we do think about the future, of course, James, before we do wrap things up on the, uh, the program today, what do you envision the next year or so holding for yourself and for JP Tret? And what do you really hope to achieve as we move through COVID-19? We really start to understand the new normal and see what challenges lie ahead. And what do you really hope to sort of achieve as we really look to the long-term future as well, I suppose?
1: Yeah, I suppose mean, it's a million dollar question. Um, is we, we, when is this going to end? We don't really know. Uh, are we going to get a second wave? Uh, yeah, what, what is, Where is it all going? But that uh, is a strategy with ourselves, we are um, now sort of looking more um, at the short term sort of reintroduction of uh, our services where uh, businesses are now sort of looking at their strategy. So we're hoping that there's going to be some sort of governmental uh, guidelines with regards to sort of easing off some of the restrictions, which makes it a bit easier for businesses to actually work physically. And um, when that does happen, we're looking at um, sort of being able to provide the consultancy approach to recruitment or the people-centric type of business that we're involved with. So we've got in our background um, a new website being launched. We've got... Um, uh, a new sort of service pack, which explains how you know, to move from just the recruitment to the consultancy side will uh, enable businesses to focus on the people they've got within the businesses. Because things will change. Uh, people will be moved from uh, various jobs to uh, doing uh, much multitasking or doing something slightly outside of their comfort zone. Um, but yeah, we, we need to be able to work with businesses to help them through that and get them to understand that uh, one of the most important things they have in their business is people and um, they need to know, you know how, to, how to manage them effectively to get the best out of out of there and also move forward. Uh, I think in the next year we're going to have some resolve with regards to the Brexit scenario. So um, yeah, things like um, the, the payments that uh, producers used to get are going to be um, uh, sort of stringently uh, looked at and there you know, needs to be some sort of uh, adaptation of... Um, uh their business economics and strategy with regards to how they're going to go forward as well as uh looking at what products are going to be viable to be um produced uh also there are other sort of factors within within the industry which makes it um uh sort of quite difficult to project exactly where things are going but again, try and adapt to it as it as it sort of happens um as a business got probably another 10 to 15 consultants that are primed and ready to join us and uh, they will be sort of filtering in as um, again restrictions are lifted somewhat and uh, yeah they're they're industry experts various sectors of agriculture uh, and horticulture so uh, we're really sort of placing ourselves at the forefront of uh, being able to assist these businesses when we go through the likes of coming out of hopefully um, COVID-19 as well as um, sort of Brexit uh, negotiations.
0: Certainly seems like there's loads going on there for sure, James. And you know, given how informative it's been having you on the program today with us, I think it would be fantastic in the uh, the next year to perhaps catch up and have you back on the air just to really see how some of those new initiatives are getting on and how we are adapting to the new normal. I think that would be absolutely fantastic.
1: Most definitely, most definitely, and we're getting more and more involved, uh, yeah, with uh, sort of the the advisory sort of services and uh, anything we can do to help. it's not just about making profits, it's about helping the business and helping the sector. Because if the sector's not there, uh, then unfortunately we're not either. So uh, uh, we get involved from grassroots level, you know, the uh, education levels, um, right the way up. So uh, we're, we're happy, happy to speak to you anytime, Scott. So, um, yes, yeah, it's been, been a pleasure to
0: uh, be part of it. It's been a real pleasure having you um, on the air with us uh, today, James. And thank you um, ever so much again for your time. And most importantly, do take care and do stay safe in the meantime with everything still going on as well, because we're certainly not out of the woods yet with this.
1: Likewise. Likewise.
0: Thank you, Scott. That was James Trett speaking, Managing Director of J.P. Trett. Coming up next on the programme today, I'll be handing over to Jonathan White for his exclusive interview with England's 1966 Football World Cup hero, Sir Geoff Hurst. During his professional career, Sir Geoff scored over 200 league goals for the likes of West Ham United and Stoke City, but most notably he remains the only man to this day to have scored a hat-trick in the final of a World Cup competition. After his treble in England's 4-2 victory over West Germany at the Old West Stadium, 54 long years ago now. I hope you enjoy listening just as much as Jonathan enjoyed speaking with Sir Jeff, and that is coming up next.
2: Uh, we're now joined, uh, though, by former England footballer and still the only man to score a hat-trick in a World Cup final, Sir Jeff Hurst. Uh, thank you very much for coming on today. Uh,
3: You're welcome. You're- good afternoon.
2: uh, well, you want I mean, think- tell you I'm if you want. you want. You want. got time? I can tell I you if you want. Jeff, go on. Go. On. I think I'd be, it would be silly if I said no at this point. Okay, so I was
3: uh, doing a, a at a dinner in in the Channel Islands, three or four hundred people, black tie dinner, uh, guest of mm-hmm. And this occasion, I was speaking for about twenty minutes, then allowing uh, questions from the audience at the end of the evening. And there was a football questions, and then all of a sudden, I heard a somebody at the back who Looking at There's that, so many, yeah, so many, and that's why we we're successful because we had so many, um, showing all those qualities that you just mentioned, uh, throughout the team. I think that that was outstanding, and uh, uh, and it's an opportunity to talk about uh, all of them in, in that breath. And there was nobody, and i going back to an earlier earlier question for me that, um, all hard nosed professionals, good, good teammates, mm. good socially.